We're going to go ahead and continue our study on Luke, uh, and we're picking up from Luke 8 from last week, where we started talking about determining the relationship. How many of you were here last week when we kicked this thing off? All right, and so we're going to do a little recap. Now, the, the sermon handouts are in front of you. Go ahead and grab a pen, and uh, so you can take some notes here. And here's the deal. Now, we started off last week with a couple of things. The first thing we started off with, which I didn't put in here, but was an amazing recap, was it talked about Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Susanna, which were the women and several other women who helped support Jesus and the disciples. And, uh, and I threw out that question, what uh, what will you do? What impact will you make in your life? And this was especially towards the young ladies because it really just showed how even though they were not preachers, teachers, or they weren't all in the ministry, they still played a significant part in the ministry of Jesus. Amen? And so that was awesome. And then we went on and we talked about the four different types of people. All right? And so the first type of person Jesus pointed out in the, in the, the parable of the sower was the people that were the, uh, considered the ones that were along in the path. And they were the ones who I said, interpreted as, they don't listen. All right, say they don't listen. All right, so these are the people who, you know, you can give good wisdom to. They're the ones who are in class, and when the teacher's, you know, teaching, they're not listening. Or when their mom or dad tells them to do something, they're not listening. Or even when they get just good common sense, they don't listen. All right, so you don't want them as friends, right? So we're going to cross them out, all right? So then we go on to the next one. These are the ones that are on the rocky ground, and these are the ones that I said were fair-weather friends. Remember I told you all the story about my friend Patrick who ran off, you know, when we was about to get into a, get into a fight? No, I still can't find Patrick. <laughs> but he ain't on Facebook. Everybody on Facebook, right? He ain't on Facebook. Yeah, because he know I'm looking for anyway. All right, I'm still, you know, 50 years. No, yeah, all right, here we go. But, but these are fair-weather friends. When things go down, they ain't around. <laughs> All right? When things go down, they ain't around. You don't want to say, I don't want them neither. All right. Then you got the people that, these are the ones that were in the thorns. And the thorny ground people were the people that don't stand the test of time. You know, they don't make it long term. You know, they seem cool for a while. They seem great for a while. They're, they're, they seem like they're really good friends for a while, but they just don't stand the test of time. Over the course of time, they fall off, the, the world gets them, all sorts of stuff. So you don't want them neither. So what you're looking for is good soil. Say good soil. Good, soil. good ground. Good. All right, and they're the ones who have a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. Okay, so you're looking for good soil. And the other thing we pointed out was this. Now, out of the four, there was only one that made the grade. Out of four, there was only one that made the grade. And so even though you may have a 1,000 friends on Facebook, which, you know, you're kind of delusional if you think you really got a 1,000 people that like you that much, but even though you may think you got a 1,000 friends on Facebook or you may have a couple of hundred friends in your circle or maybe 20 to 30 of them, probably about a handful of them really are good friends. And that's what you're really looking for is the ones that are good source. So we talked about that all last week. Now this week, we're just going to expand on the start a little bit, all right? And we're going to pick up with Isaiah chapter 6, okay? Isaiah chapter 6. Now we're going to get back to Luke here in a second, but I want to point this out for a reason. Because when Jesus explains his explanation about the parable of the sower, he quotes Isaiah chapter 6. And so you got to understand what he was quoting, all right? So it says here in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, it says, Then I heard the Lord asking, this is Isaiah writing. He says, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? 
who will go for us? And I said, here I am, Lord, send me. Isaiah said, send me. And he said, now go and say to these people. Now, I'm going to interpret this the way it should be read. Because if you read it just the way it is, it can seem a little confusing. So God's saying, who's going to go tell these people what they like? Who can I get to go tell them the truth about themselves? And Isaiah said, I'm a prophet. I'll do it. And he says, all right, this is what I want you to go tell them. Tell these people, Israel, who have turned their heart away from me, y'all the type of people that listen carefully, but you just don't understand. He says, look, y'all the type of people who watch closely, but you don't learn nothing. He said, tell these people they have hardened their hearts, plugged their ears, and shut their eyes. That way... They, they don't see with their eyes, nor hear with their ears, nor understand with their hearts. Sounds like the first three people we were talking about, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, see, here we go. In Luke chapter 8, when the disciples asked Jesus what this parable meant, he said, now the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you because y'all are good soil. He said, but to all those other people, it's just a parable to them. See, to good soil, when we're up here teaching, y'all are paying attention. To good soil, when we're up here in worship, y'all are worshiping. To good soil, when you hear something that makes good sense, you want to apply it to your, apply it to your life, you grab a hold of it. But to everybody else, it's just Pastor Tommy preaching again. It's just Pastor Stefan up there preaching again. Pastor Aaron up there playing his guitar. It's just worship. I uh, know they're going to do this stuff, and they're going to have an altar call at the end. Da, 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 da. Can I go home? Yeah, and that's what he's saying to all those other people who are like that. It's just a sermon to them. So that, watch this, he quotes Isaiah, those seeing, they don't even see. And though hearing, they don't even understand. So last week, we really focused on uh, what's going on on the outside. But this week, I want to focus on what's going on on the inside. I want to focus on what type of person are you? Last week, we focused on what type of person everybody else was, how to select your friends, how you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're looking for one out of four. But this time, I want to know, are y'all the one? You know, what type of person are you guys? All right? Now, I'm going to show you this. This is pretty interesting what I found, right? So I'll go online, and, and, and if you Google, you know, tests, you know, all sorts of tests come up. Y'all got tests for hair, tests for eyes, tests for feet. You know, so I found this one, the hand type. The hand type. And, and here's the deal. You put your hand, everybody put your hand up. Right? You put your hand up and you match your hand to one of these five. And whatever hand you are, it'll tell you the type of person you are. That's deep, isn't it? It's deep. Your, your hand can tell you the type of person you are. I've been looking at this hand for 42 years. <laughs> now I can figure it out. All right, so everybody, here we go. All right, everybody fine, okay? Now, when I put it up there, my hand was D, square, because I guess I'm a little square. All right. So when I clicked on D, it told me that the D, the type of hand, these are the people with square hands who are serious and careful. They're responsible and reliable. That's why they excel in tackling large and difficult projects. They're realistic, practical, sensible. 
Not so easy with strangers. That's why I look at y'all crazy. <laughs> and maybe really stubborn. But they're modest and don't believe in flashy things. Deep down, they're ambitious and working for self-advancement. My hand has told me who I am. Look, I can preach on that. My hand, the hand will show you who you am. That's good, ain't it? That's good preaching. <laughs> Come on, somebody get on the organ. All right, here you go. <laughs> but the hand, all right, so how many people out there have D hand, square hands? Come on, how many, how many are, are the square hand people? Real, look, she calling them out. No, you don't. Your hand is not. No, it ain't. All right, how, all, the D, all the D hand people stand up for me. Just the D hand people. Not everybody. Y'all in church, so don't lie. All right, all right. Now watch this. Watch this. All right, watch this. Watch this. Now watch this. Suppose all I did was hang out with these people. Now look at them. I'm in trouble already. <laughs> Suppose this was the only group I hung out with. I didn't want to see anybody else. I didn't want to hang around with anybody else because I only want to be with people that have the same hand I got. It looks just like my hand. We have the same characteristics. We're realistic. We're practical. We're sensible. We're modest, ambitious, and working towards self-improvement. This is it. Now, if all I did, God helped me, was to hang out with these people, <laughs> I would miss out on all the rest of y'all. Y'all can sit down. If all I did was hang around with people that I said, look, I only want to hang around with people that got the same kind of hand I got, I would miss out on all the other types of people. See, it's not about surrounding myself with people who are just like me. We've got to go beyond that. We've got to go beyond what, what we know as our comfort zone. See, we've got to move beyond where we are, beyond our circle, beyond our influence. Here, here go some of the challenges we face by not going out of our comfort zone, by staying and hanging out with just people like us. Look, it limits your perspective. If this group of people were the only people I hung around with, I would never get an outside perspective. My perspective would be just like theirs. There wouldn't be any other viewpoints. Here's another thing. It blocks your growth. So we'll only grow a certain height and a certain level because we all think the same way. We won't know who's wrong because we all think we're right because we're all alike. So you can write that one down too. We all think we're right because I'm, look, I'm flowing tonight, y'all. I'm flowing. All right. <laughs> You'll get an unrealistic viewpoint of the world. Your viewpoint will be shut down to just that circle. Number six, very inexperienced, socially awkward, and non-functional in society. Because you'll only be able to function with people that are just like you. And if you haven't realized, but once you get into corporate America, once you get into the world, you're going to run into a bunch of people that ain't just like you. They ain't going to look like you. They ain't going to dress like you. They're they just not going to be like you. And the sooner you realize that you have to get beyond that, the better. All right? Now, here's another thing, though. Here are some challenges we face by not accepting people inside our comfort zone. Because it's one thing to go, look, I'm not going to go outside of my circle. It's another thing to say, and ain't nobody coming in my circle. <laughs> 
You know, or like my daughter say, my bubble. You know, they got this thing called, Dad, you're in my bubble. I said, look, I'm your daddy. I'm in your bubble. I pop your bubble. You ain't got no bubble with me. I walk, look, seriously, okay, I'll get off of that. But I don't play that. I don't like, whatever. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to kiss you. I'm your daddy. Whatever. You know, I told my daughter the other day, she was on, <laughs> she was, she was on the phone talking about some dude she wouldn't talk to, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, I said, look, tell him I got your heart. I got your heart. Yeah, you want to talk to her, you got to talk to me. You got to go through me. My bubble is big. My bubble is abrasive. My bubble bites. I got a force shield. All right, let me keep going. All right, here you go. But here's challenges we face by not accepting people inside our comfort zone. One, you can come off shallow and selfish. Now, some of you will say, I'm not shallow. I'm not selfish. But it could look like you're shallow and selfish when somebody new walks through the door and you don't accept them in, it could come off as being prideful. Pastor Tommy, I'm not prideful at all. It can look like you prideful when somebody comes in and say hi and y'all don't say hi back. It could come off as, as uninviting and unfriendly. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but you know, I've been rejected before. It don't feel nice when you walk by somebody and say hi and they don't say hi back. You know, it makes you wonder, okay, so what's wrong? And a lot of times you're wondering, what's wrong with me? And it may not be anything wrong with you. Come off as standoffish, demeaning, rude, and most of all, unchristlike. Listen, when we all came to Jesus Christ, we were all a mess. We're all in the process of growing, right? But he accepts us all just the way we are right now. So if we come to Christ and he accepts us the way we are, how dare we not accept somebody else? If he accepts us just as we are, he don't expect us, expect us to do anything but grow in him. How dare we put the same things on somebody else? Look, this youth group can double in size in six months like that. But it can't double in size like that by me just preaching or by Pastor Stefan just teaching. It can't double in size just by the leaders speaking or the worship. It's going to double in size by you being inviting. So when people come in, they see a smile on your face and say, hey, come sit with me. Now, I don't know who that is. See, because it could come off just like these things. And deep down inside, there's, even, there's a big reason why we don't do it. There's a reason why we don't go out of our comfort zone and we don't let people come in our comfort zone. The reason is because we're afraid. <laughs> we're scared. Look, they got scared. They're like, <laughs> like, I scared them to make them scared, right? It's all because we're afraid. We got these fears inside of us. And in relationships, what are we really afraid of? What is it we're afraid of? Change. Change. We're all afraid of change. And we expect other people to change for us. 
You know, we want other people to change. From, look, if you want to be with my group, if you want to be my friend, you need to change and be like me. That means you need to dress like me. You need to wear your hairstyle like me. You need to listen to the same music I listen to to be my friend. Because if you don't, you can't be my friend because it's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about what I want. It's all about how I want it. And see, truly, if you want to be a change agent, you have to change. Because change begins with you. Change begins with you. You got to look deep in your heart and see what's going on with me on the inside that I'm like this. I'm not open like this. I'm not focused like this. So let's close with this. There's four types of people. And the fourth one is the type of person you are supposed to be. And that is this, one who has eyes to see, but look deeper than the surface to find the truth. Ears to hear, but are not just hearing, but are listening. Kind of like the movie, remember the movie The Giver? The type of person who sees beyond, who just doesn't see everything in black or white, but sees things in color and sees beyond. So let's do this. After last week and this week, and we're going to keep this going next week as well. But um, after the past two weeks, and I know from your small groups last week, because I know some of the discussion, some of y'all already know, I got friendships that I got to get rid of. There are friends that I've got on Facebook that I just need to unfriend. There are people that I'm associating myself with that I just need to drop and let them go. And you're in a position right now where you're really going, okay, look, I got to get rid of this thing. I got to let these ties go because I really want to get down to the four, just the few that are really good soil. And I want to be good soil. You also have some people here who can say, Pastor Tommy, listen, I've been through all of that. I've tried to make friends, I've tried to talk to, I've tried to be around, but I've gotten the wall, I've gotten rejection. It's gotten to a point where I just don't expect to be liked. And I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. But that rejection has you paralyzed in a place, in your heart. And it's just a, I just really want this gone. So we're going to pray tonight. Go ahead and bow your heads. Father God, I just thank you. If the leaders go ahead and come forward stand, uh, and just come stand up here. Father God, we just thank you and praise you, Lord. We give you glory and honor and praise for your word. Father, we thank you that we are change agents and we will gravitate and receive that change. Lord, that we open ourselves to, be, uh, to, to, to receive from you tonight. That your work may go well within us. So with every head bowed tonight, if you're here and you say, Pastor Tommy, there are friendships that I need to get rid of. There are people in my circle that I need to drop. There are folks that I just don't need to be associated with at all. And I need, I, I just need help because it's hard and it's going to be hard. But I just need prayer to just let that go. If you could just raise your hand and put it back down. Amen. 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 With every head bowed still, if you hear as you say, Pastor Tommy, I've faced rejection.
over and over and over again, and it's produced an insecurity within my soul. An insecurity to the point where I just expect people may not even like me. I expect they may not even want me around them. I just don't even try anymore. But I want to get rid of that pain. I want to let it go and let God. I want to be good soil. And I want to be around those that are good soil. Can you pray for me if you could raise your hand? Amen. Father God, we thank you for every hand that went up tonight. Father, that you give us the courage to break off the friendships that we need to cut away from. Father, that you take away the rejection and the pain within our hearts and reveal to us how much you truly love us. Thank you, Lord.